Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Uncle Dad Talks. I'm Uncle Dad, and with me as always is the ever-so-charismatic uh, Mike Hampton. Mike, what's up? I'm in full charismatic status this morning. So, If only they hi. knew. If only they knew. Hi. Uh, <laughs> Mike, good morrow, if you will. It is a very interesting day. It's, it's going to be a fun-filled day talking about movies, women in movies, women in podcasting, Women in something else. Women in lots of things. Women will want to get to know you. <laughs> I think so. I think so. But before we do all that, as always, we have to pay the bills. And you know what? I'm going to keep it nice and sweet like I did last time. Everybody, these are our, our beautiful sponsors. Cloudy is an amazing, breathable uh, melatonin air diffuser that are kind of like a vape pen that you inhale and exhale and it provides you the best sleep of your life. If you go to tricloudy.com and use promo code Uncle Dad Talks, all lowercase, you'll get 25% off. And of course, to take care of your tattoos, as we all know, go to protectyourink.com and use promo code Uncle Dad Talks to get the best high quality uh, tattoo aftercare you can find. And, you know, clearly you can tell I've been drinking our favorite sponsor, Raise Energy, and you can go to reppsports.com that's redsports.com to use promo code uncle dad talks to get 25% off anything as well and that's it <laughs> very good clearly you drunk drinken drunken drunken i'm the drunken Drink. master i'm the raised drunken master the raised i'm simply on coffee clearly not as effective clearly not as effective yes as we know this the way to get your way to raise up is by drinking a raise. Uh, so let's uh, let's kind of dive into today's uh, guest. So we met today's guest from last week's event that we talked about, and that was the the wonderful Podfest Expo in Tampa Bay, Florida. And yeah, she was the first person I think we met, if I remember correctly. Does that sound right? uh yeah i would say like officially uh, like yeah yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah um and she was a delight to talk to very humorous uh very just honestly the conversation we had with her was was a great way to kick off um our, our time at, at in tampa and at the Podfest. and so we had to bring her on the show hopefully everybody appreciates that and hopefully, you know, she's just as good on podcasts. I'm sure she is because she has her own podcast. She's also an actor. Uh, she's also a, I think, producer and director. Uh, from my understanding, she was in Horrible Bosses 2. Uh, that's awesome. I don't know if you ever watched that movie, Mike. I did. Oh, no, part two? No, I did not. See, neither did I. Neither did I, but that's okay. <laughs> I don't even think they realized there was a part two. Oops. <laughs> Until right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can tell her all about that. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like, uh, you know, she had such a diverse background and a passion for film. And this platform she was working on for podcasters was great. And I just think it's going to be a fun conversation. So, Mike, tell me your thoughts. Yeah, I think so. I think conversation we had with her was uh, her knowledge of, of film just in general was 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 fun to talk to about specific kinds of films um and yeah the conversation just flowed well i think she's uh the fact that she does her own podcast helps with the fact that she just knows how to manage and control control a conversation and keep it interesting so um i was taking notes on how to do such things to be more charismatic and uh, you know take control of the conversation and uh be keep it interesting yeah, clearly we're not doing a good job of that. No. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I just wanted to clarify what she's been in. Yeah, she's been in Horrible Bosses 2. She's been in the Jonas Brothers TV show, the 90210 reboot. Uh, she's been in some good stuff. Uh, yeah, man. And she's a producer, director, writer, cinematographer. I mean, that's that's basically like the mic of film. Does it yeah, all. She did, she did say she was uh, on both sides of the camera. So um, it's nice to hear the the list. It's a, it's It's not bad. Not bad at all. And cinematography is hard, dude. That is probably the hardest thing to do. I feel. I don't yeah. know if you. I don't know if you know anything about being a cinematographer. I know you do because you are one. But <laughs> yeah, I do. I. I well, you know, uh, shot a documentary many years ago. Oh really? Uh, oh really? Where, where, can, where can we watch that? <laughs> well, it hasn't been digitized to go to the internet. It's still on DVD. <clears throat> DVD. 
What's a what's a DVD, Mike? <laughs> DVD are these discs. It was in between VHS and streaming, and and well, actually between. Um, so what happened was. <laughs> Mike's not going to go down that. <laughs> um, but, you know, before we, we have her on, uh, Mike, I just want to ask you, what is your, do you have a favorite female protagonist in any sort of movie? I love it when you put me on the spot. Um, <laughs> who doesn't? Who I doesn't? mean, I'm sure I do. Yeah. Um, God, who, who, who can I, what can I say? <laughs> Who's yours? <laughs> Good answer. Uncle Dad. I think uh, you know the answer to that. I don't even know that. Okay, well, you will now. As soon as I say, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. Mm. It's uh, Floris, Florence Pugh, uh, or Pugh in uh, Midsummer. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she is. She was great. She was great. Was, was was great. Was, and I think we, we talked about that movie with... Yes. With our guest. Yes. Uh, what's even funnier, too, is that you can't see it, but Mike does the best midsummer frown around. <laughs> I'm looking at it. It's perfect. Yeah. I think Florence will be like, wow, you want to take my job? <laughs> yeah. Quite the frown. Quite the frown, yes. Yeah. Um, well, we'll probably talk about that, too, in the show. But, uh, yeah, Mike, uh, give me your favorite female. I didn't forget the question. <laughs> I think the one that comes to mind is, uh, and I don't remember her name and shame on me but uh, uh from fargo um ah what's her name shame that's fine i know what you're talking about yeah and i can't even talking remember about, i can't even remember what my it. schedule is so let alone who <laughs> plays he's, who he's not lying about that that's for sure yeah. <laughs> um yeah you know what that's actually yeah i forgot her name as well but i know exactly that's a great pull by the way wow um but anyways, everybody, we're just chatting around. We're going to talk, come back with our guests. Uh, that is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say her name because I need clarity on her name. So I'll have her tell me on the show. <laughs> so we'll be right back, everybody, after this break. <laughs> hey, how's it going? My name is Tion Buku One. I'm a skateboarding, graffiti writing, bowling son of a Black Panther. And I'm Yula. <laughs> and we are the co-hosts of the Black Russian Podcast. Our podcast is a deep dive into relationships from monogamy, non-monogamy, open, poly, and whatever other labels that us wacky humans come up with. Let's go beyond the assumptions, beyond the stigmas, stereotypes, and most definitely beyond the judgment. We share our highs, lows, face plans and triumphs of trying to love in ways that fit us individually while we continue our journey through life together. With topics like yuck and yums, poly trendy, how does it really feel, and tour life, tour wife, we discuss how to build and define relationships that are tailor-made for you. Let's talk about it. Let's be honest. All from a soulful perspective. Now, let's be clear. Let's we don't advocate clear. any one relationship style over the other. Nah. We advocate any and all relationships that encourage truth, honesty, and the freedom to do it how you do it. Deconstruct, decolonize, and rebuild in your own way with a Black Russian podcast. Sure. Available wherever you get your podcasts. And we are back, Mike. We are with our guest, uh, the ever so lovely Romina or Red Romina. Uh, either one, right? Yeah, that Red works. Romina. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> Red Romina, as known on the internet. That's right. As known as the internet, she's infamously known on the internet as Red Romina. Did now, you say infamously? I sure did. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, for who our audience that don't that don't know who you are, can you kind of just tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I'd like to put it plainly as I'm a creative person. Um, I'm a creative entrepreneur, and that means that I invest in my own creativity and in the creativity of others. I'm currently the head of creator experience over at Astro, which is a neobank for creators. Um, and I also do YouTube, and I am working on my first uh, nonfiction novel. Wow. Yeah. Color me impressed. <laughs> Exciting um, times, yeah. <laughs> I got a lot. I, I'm a, I'm a jack of, or I guess you could say a Jacqueline 
of all trees. Ah. Uh, is that, that's is that Mike's saying, or did I just make it? It is now, and that's Mike's oh, Jacqueline of all trades too. <laughs> so I feel like it's like the you guys are very similar, and like, and you guys do so much. So I think that's very cool. Um, is there ever like a challenge to that, like just too much? That it's too much. Yeah, like just too much going on. Oh yeah. Oh, all the time. Yeah, and 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 I think part of it is my, um, I guess my my will willpower. <laughs> or my willingness to partake in everything. Um, I mean, I say that, but I am, I am quite picky in, in the things that I choose to do. Um, sure. But I do say yes to everything. And the, the reasoning behind that is because I feel that 90% of the times whenever somebody says something or offers a project, they don't actually follow through. And so I've said yes. Um, <laughs> so most of the time um, I'm off the hook, but uh, yeah, it's, it's like, uh, I think there's this kind of, I guess, need to, to always be creating and always be a part of something. Um, and sometimes it is too much. And sometimes I do have to dial it back, but Fortunately, I've placed myself in a lot of uncomfortable positions where I'm able to, I'm, I'm aware of when it's happening. Um, sometimes a couple of weeks in too late, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, once I realize that I'm kind of in over my head, then I, then I take a step back and, and slow it down. Let me ask you about that. But how do you, how do you recognize that you're in over your head? Like, what is the signal that your brain gets when such the thing happens it, it manifests in different ways sometimes it's anxiety yeah. mm -hmm. <laughs> uh usually i don't want it to to get to that point obviously but sometimes it does um i think also writing stuff down so um when i do feel overwhelmed i think about all of the things that i'm thinking about and i write all of them down and if I can, in that moment, break it down, like if I can break down a project or a task into micro, into micro steps, then I'm able to see that there are so many things that I have to do that I have to start breaking it up into uh, the priority and when I can do those things. Um, so writing things down definitely helps because like I've gotten to that point of overwhelm of like, okay, I feel like I want to do so many things right now, but I don't know which one to do first. Um, and so when it gets to that point, that's when I've realized that, um, that I'm in over my head and that I've signed up for too much. Taking it too far. Yeah, taking it too far. That's the story <laughs> of my life. That's what my I, autobiography has been called. <laughs> yeah, I, I just, I find it fascinating because I, I do the, very much do the same thing. And... I'm on the verge of, do I need an assistant or do I need to just learn how to say no to things better? <laughs> but I like your <clears throat> perspective of that. I just say yes, because like you said, yeah, half the things you say yes to or more don't even materialize. Right. But when they, when they all start doing, it quickly becomes uh, overwhelming, you know? Right. And then I think at that point is when you have to start saying no. Um, yeah. And that's, and I've, I've slowly learned to do that. Um, like, I think, I think too, there's also this, um, like thinking about things in a short-term and long-term permanent and temporary state. Um, and when I think about things that way, it really helps with prioritizing. So for example, I, I'm now working on my book and I've made that my priority. And so because of that, I know that I can't focus on my YouTube channel as much. Um, and so I have to reprioritize that, but I know that I'm not abandoning it forever. Um, it's just a matter of reprioritizing and, and, and working in that order. It's, it's seeds for later. Have you ever read the book, The Power of Saying No? No. No. Uh, <laughs> clearly, neither have I. <laughs> um, 
Maybe we should, and we'll have another. Uh, we'll have a book club about. Oh it. man, is that what's happening book... right now? <laughs> oh man, we're creating book clubs. I would love that. <laughs> the power saying no. Um, that's uh, I. I First off, thank you for that perspective. I, I when you the way you described that, I never really thought about about the you know saying yes, because I guess I never really put that into perspective either. Like, you know, I guess they do kind of usually fall. They usually don't come through, right? Like, I, it's, I don't know, but I guess I, I try to have faith in people that they're gonna say that actually come through. And I guess right. maybe, uh, yeah, but I, I mean, it doesn't it's, come from a negative perspective. I'm not. I'm not saying sure. yes because I'm like, ha ha, <laughs> yeah, right. right, right. <laughs> you know, it, it's like, a, oh yeah, sure, call me when you're ready. And gotcha. and and more often than not, people don't call because gotcha. they're never ready, or um, other things fall into place for them, mm. right? Um, gotcha. So it doesn't necessarily mean that it's a downfall for them. It's just that they've reprioritized. Um, gotcha. And uh, and. And I think too, it's a way of not burning bridges because I mean, when, when, when the time comes, like, for example, if someone says like, Hey, will you, will you act in my movie? Right. I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, when you're ready, when you got the production date, when all that's, you know, ready, then give me a call. And, you know, maybe three years from now, they'll finally give me the call and they'll be like, Hey, like I got, you know, the movie's ready. Like, are you still going to be a part of it? Then at that point, it's like, oh man, you know, like, I, I can't like, and I'm in the middle of like volunteering in like Africa for like five months. Like I can't do it, you know? And that's just what it is. But, but it's not like I've flaked on them or I've let sure. them down. It's just that time has passed and they have to understand that too. And if they don't, well then that, that collaboration was never going to be a positive one anyway. Right. Um, but in terms of like my commitment, and my willingness to be supportive and be there for somebody else that that hasn't gone away. That's still there, you know? Right on. I like that perspective a lot. Thank you. Yeah. Is there anything that you ever said yes to that actually came to materialize and you regretted saying yes to besides this podcast? Oh course. yeah. No, all the yeah. time. Yeah. Besides this podcast. <laughs> this is gonna be the best thing you've ever done. Yes. <laughs> You're talking to the next Joe Rogans right here. Oh man, oh. I hope so. I freaking can I get like a one percent of your Spotify deal in like 10 oh, years? Oh sure, yeah. That's... You can get I'll give you I'll give you five percent. <laughs> oh man, all right. Damn. You're gonna get I didn't even tell Mike. I didn't I didn't realize we were talking to like <laughs> Mother Teresa yeah, over here. She's really... yeah, business deals. Yeah, that's all that's all I do is just like to hand money out. You want to take it? Just take it. Um yeah, all of the time. I mean, all yeah. the time, you know. Um it's it's only a matter of time of having these projects that you work on that either are stuff that you're excited about or I'm excited about or stuff that I completely regret working on and yeah it happens but it's a learning experience and it's also something that helps me decide next time whether to work with that person again or not who who are the name these people name them, <laughs> name them right now yes uh yeah sure uh John <laughs> Paul oh. George yeah. and Ringo. Ah, heard of those guys? They never. <laughs> you see, Ringo gives it away because, like, who the heck is called Ringo, right? <laughs> like, I'm sure there's somebody still called Ringo. Yeah, but no. in the in, in but Ringo in the, nucleus, <laughs> in the nucleus of John Paul George. Sure, right. You know, he needed yeah. like a more common name like Frank or yeah. something. Why don't you do like in sync next time? Like just name those people. No, they're not. Can you even, just... can you name them? Let's see. Oh, he definitely can. <laughs> <laughs> wow, with the burn. Uh, Why is that see. a burn, man? You know, if you I, if that's your vibe, then. It's not my sure. vibe, that's the problem. <laughs> but no, I probably could still name them, let's no, see. No strings attached. Is that, ah. that, yeah. Wasn't that the name of the album? I, I, that I don't know, actually. But let me try real quick, hold on. It was like their whole thing, like the marionettes. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, was it Justin, JC? Isn't that? Uh, wait. Kyle? <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, Justin, uh, uh, John, Paul, and George. 
right? Yes. <laughs> right. And, yes. Then, and then Ringo, yes. <laughs> right, and then Ringo. Yes, yes, that was the, that was the producer, right? <laughs> um, so I, I wanted to ask, uh, are we able to talk about the um, one of the things that, so one of the reasons when we met you, you had brought up a, a, a platform that you were trying to pitch. Can we talk about that or no? Um, are we talking? Oh, yeah. Are we talking about? Are we talking about Astro? Yes. Was that what it was called? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure. I guess that's. I don't know what we talked about. <laughs> nice. Yeah, those were those were some wild times. Um, <laughs> they were they were they, wild. Somebody wanted to stab yeah, somebody. Well, so. I mean, you know, there's a reason for the name. So. Which, which really quickly, Mike, uh, to kind of bring a full circle is uh, the other Romina. So the quick backstory, when we met Romina, one of the first things she told us is that she was going to kill the other Romina. Well, I actually got wait, to talk to the other Wait, did you even Romina. explain uh, who the other, wait, wait, you're not. <laughs> no, that was, that was the icebreaker was I'm going to kill someone. Yeah. <laughs> no, the icebreaker was that we were drunks. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's no, right. the icebreaker was that. <laughs> that he was organizing all of the little beer cans on an ottoman yeah <laughs> and and so i was like oh this is great like are you opening your own little bar on this side of the room see i was thinking like entrepreneur you know i was thinking money making right we're sure. at like a blockchain yes. conference at like quasi blockchain conference and i was thinking you know this guy could be making some money on this side of the room here, just like reselling making, the beers for the people who don't yeah. want to go to the bar. Making a bunch right. of Dogecoin, yeah. But no, I mean, he was just <laughs> selling them. And then somehow stabbing got into the conversation. That was you. You brought that up. <laughs> Look, I'm not I'm not pointing fingers at anybody. I'm just saying that somehow it happened. It just, it just we met and we all started talking about money and murder. <laughs> right off the top. Ooh, that's a good. That's a good band name. Money and murder. Money and murder. It'd that's be also like the a, beginning. Like a ska, like a ska band. <laughs> Man, Mike, that's your next rap album. Oh, I'm taking notes. I'm taking notes. Hey, are you also oh, but... writing down how many times we've said the word film? Uh, I don't think it's happened yet. Well, I... no, it has one. <laughs> So you know what? We're going to do another contest, Mike. Uh, uh, so here's what we're going to do. If, if a, a listener can uh, send me how many times we say the word film, every time we say that word, uh, Mike will draw you a piece involving film. Draw? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Just like you were going to do that one time, we are going to draw them, a, what was it, a dinosaur or something like that? Do you remember that? We had no. that contest where we were like, I will draw, draw you a, a dinosaur or some shit. A dragon. A dragon. Yes, that's what it was. Dragon, dinosaur, all the yes. same, so, right? Yeah, they all really didn't exist, right? Yeah, right. No. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> what? Wait. <laughs> I, I feel like this is like... Um, but this is a very this is a very interesting episode. I love it. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're only like five minutes in. Yeah, it's just fucking chilling, chilling <laughs> with Romina. That's what we're, that's what we're gonna start our new podcast. Um, so yeah, just talking about that. You t you have a podcast, correct? Yeah. Uh, can we can we learn more about that? Oh yeah. So the podcast is no assembly required, um, NARP for short. And mm -hmm. uh, it is basically just me and. My two co-hosts, uh, Roberta Blake and Audrey Ember, uh, they are both, I guess, I, I guess I could say creators, but creative entrepreneurs as well. I mean, they're kind of in the same realm as I am um, in the whole making stuff and helping other creators make stuff and all that, all that nonsense. Um, and yeah, we, we talk every, uh, every Thursday. Um, we started the podcast as a way for us to stay in touch because uh, we all met in the same city, uh, but we've all moved to separate cities. And so we decided to make this one day where we could just get together and, you know, shoot the shit and just talk about creating and such. Um, and that has just kind of evolved to us talking um, on the podcast um, about all sorts of stuff. I mean, we talk about uh, being creatives we talk about business we talk about money um we also talk about like pop culture stuff murder. yeah about how to murder 
Um, <laughs> we, we do have a, I, I believe that we do have an episode where we, we reconstruct the world, <laughs> so to speak. Like we kind of come up with different ways mm. of restructuring the world. Um, we also talk about a lot of paranormal stuff, which is kind nice. of like, it just kind of comes up every few episodes. Um, I love paranormal. Yeah, we talk about like, we talk about ghosts and, you know, stuff like that, like more grounded stuff, which is weird grounded, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> it, but we also talk about um, like aliens and, you know, other. You talk, do you multi- talk about cryptids? Multiple, multiple, multi-dimensional. Not cryptids? No. We haven't, we haven't gone that far, man. You're, okay well yeah this is like want, this you... is a very basic you know just a, a, above the water like just brushing the surface okay like well animal. suggestion cryptids <laughs> next mm. <laughs> talk about the jersey devil oh boy. talk about uh what else uh bigfoot uh nessie yeah yeah man sorry i took you over. know there's a whole con <laughs> for that did you what, know nessie con or cryptids the cryptids there's like this whole there's a whole conference that's like about all of that oh Mike, i forgot where go. it was um oh, God. I, <laughs> I heard about it uh i heard about it when i went to dragon con mm. um in when was it i guess it was like three years ago um or two years ago no three years ago i forget that last year happened so Mm -hmm. like my math is a little off sometimes um and yeah i I, like i ran into this couple and they started telling me about it and they were like oh yeah we're gonna go or like you know next week or whatever and i was like what the heck um so then you joined them (laughs) i i should have joined them i absolutely (laughs) should have joined them i feel like conventions like that are like a ball because everybody who's there are so bought into whatever it may be and there's nothing you can tell them otherwise that's going to be wrong right right <laughs> and i think that is just awesome like i would love to go to uh what is it roswell con or alien con or whatever yeah um just to be in that that world and just to hear how people are so invested in that yeah you know because we all talk about conventions as like you know comic con or whatever but like that's great but these other side conventions to me are the most fascinating. Well, Mike disagrees, I believe. <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, I think what's the most fascinating are the, are the talking to the actual people that are there. Exactly, exactly. Us. Yeah. <laughs> There's the the actual cons that are for pop culture and you know the comic cons and things like that, and then these other cons are people who might be at those cons, but also believe in a lot of things that may or may not exist right and that's what makes it interesting oh for sure and i am not i am neither i i i I am not saying right here that these things do not exist i'm just saying they might not exist just clarify i think you're saying they don't exist no 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 clarification (laughs) all right i don't want to have any problems i don't want to get canceled over this you know I mean, we already know is, that you would just Is the Earth flat? I don't know. It might <laughs> or be. Or dinosaurs real? Or did dinosaurs real? I've or never been to outer space, so I don't know. <laughs> it might be a triangle. Who knows? Yeah. That would be... It's, a, <laughs> it's all a projection. So you, you, you have your podcast, but the general essence, you said it was abbreviated NARC. But what was the name, the NARP? entire name of it again? Narc. <laughs> no assembly what, what no assembly required podcast narp yeah not narp. narp not narc not like narc yeah that's why i was like i know he said narc <laughs> yeah yeah no no narp yeah, that's why i had to clarify yeah no, for, the, for that for the listeners not i knew i just for the listeners right no that's yes. that's very considerate of you and i, I, I appreciate yeah. i appreciate the work that you do on this podcast mike Thank you. Yeah, somebody I does. A, I have an important role. But, uh, so, as a as a creative person, mm. how did you find the path to wanting to help other creators? 
Like where was the, where was that thread for you in the in your path? Um, I think it came naturally. I think it's just something that happens. Um, I I guess that that kind of it just feels that way for me. Um, when I first started out, originally when I first started out my my journey into into adulthood, um, and and establishing what my career would be. I thought that I would be in front of the camera. Um, and so I took that, that path and that somehow led me to being behind the camera, uh, producing. And in that way, eventually that develops into working in other sides of film and media and marketing. And all of that combined, it results ultimately in helping other creatives. I think too, in helping, it, it, there's also this uh, like helping myself, right? Um, so one thing that I've done is create a community called Create IRL. That's for creatives and my initial intention with that was it, it actually started off as a as a con for for Twitter because I thought, hey, you know what? Twitter needs a conference. Um, that was I was wrong about that. Twitter does not need a conference. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there's there's never too many conferences and networking events for creatives. Creatives lead a very isolated life and I think that I feel that being able to bring creatives together leads to innovation in in creativity and so within that eventually my my twit IRL my twitter conference uh evolved and changed into create IRL which was then just focused on bringing creatives together to network and eventually collaborate. And so um, I've hosted a number of events, bringing all types of creatives, not just YouTubers specifically, but um, all sorts of creators like digital, like content creators, um, actors who don't do anything in digital, like actors, voiceover, artists, dancers, um, musicians. So bringing all sorts of artists together that are in separate industries, I feel that's important. It brings different perspectives um, because no one artist is an island. <laughs> so I think that I think that's something that's really wonderful um, to be able to see that and see these these people who normally wouldn't interact with each other come together for an event and it is it is really fun to to watch as 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 you know, as they learn about each other and how they create because still the world of creating videos on youtube is so strange for so many people and for artists alike and um and so they 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 come to these events or they get together with other members and when they meet other um, creatives they get to learn their process of how they of how they create and it's something that can be so different but so similar to to their own process even if it's a different industry yeah it's really fascinating when you when you just put a bunch of people in a room especially creative people and give them the opportunity to meet someone that otherwise they would not have met mm. and like what new avenue can come just out of that relationship that they build which thank you for doing that because you're right it is it can be very isolating being a creative especially if you're a busy one you end up saying no to so many people trying to just connect with you or hang out with you friends family maybe right but if there's an opportunity for growth in your creativity or what you're doing maybe more likely to say yes to something like that because you kind of have to if you're creative right right like, 
Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's uh, and that's that's create IRL. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Oh my gosh, what happened to me right now? Uh, <laughs> that was that was so that was so uh, that was so nice that my, my my mind just man that was nice. I was gonna make uh, it. I was gonna make a joke. I was gonna say cat got your tongue because you have a. I think he was You have a cat running talking. around. Yeah, I was trying not to laugh. I, I don't know if you could hear it in the background, but <laughs> my cat and my dog are going crazy with each other right now. <laughs> Oh, you want to say hi real quick? <laughs> hey, oh, I want to on. see. I want to see the animals. Okay. Well, this is my dog. <laughs> Literally a nose. <laughs> yeah. Come on, say hi. Say hi. Oh, jeez. Oh, hello. This is this is when uh, Uncle Dad talks. Jumped the shark. This yeah. when Uncle Dad brought his dog. This, on the what's show. the what's the what's the dog's name? Uh, Mango. Mango, like the fruit. Yeah. Like uh, the fruit. Okay. Yeah. Mango, blink three times if you're in danger. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Sorry, I just, my house is full of animals and they're going crazy right now. So, uh, anyways, <laughs> uh, so you know, I, I talk about film and stuff. Uh, oh, Mike, did you get that one film? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> Getting in the morning now. Yeah. Thank you. Um, <laughs> talking about film and stuff, uh, you. There's you, another you, one. <laughs> you you have been in quite some projects uh has there been a project that you have done that you were just like man i really wish i didn't do that movie or a tv show if you want to say yes there have will, yes there have will, been will you, will you name them <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> uh, Oh, that's what you'll say. Now. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, what was, yeah, it's, yes, it's not fair to crush other people's dreams. That's true. Because they're totally listening to our podcast. <laughs> Listen, I don't, you, you know, at this point, I really don't know where anything's going to end up. <laughs> so. <laughs> I mean, that's true. You know, you say something on some weird podcast and it, <laughs> you know, five years ago, and then it ends up, you know, on a headline somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And you get, uh, so, so you were in, you were in, in the, before the show started, Uncle Dad was naming a bunch of, uh, of, of films you were in. Mm. So uh, what was it, what's it like working on a movie like Horrible Bosses 2? Like, how was that experience for you? Well, it was, it, it was, pr it's pretty cool. Um, it's pretty cool. I, I got to work with. It's <laughs> cool. I got to work with Captain Kirk. Because he's in, nice. you know, he's in that. Of course, he wasn't Captain Kirk then, no. but you know, he's always Captain Kirk. Let's be honest. Right, a girl can dream. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 kind of fun, but it is a very large film mm. and or production rather. Um, and so, because of that, it's very much. It feels like it feels like working at a big company mm. um, where, yes, it is kind of fun because you're on a film set and everybody's in costume and, you know, nobody's really quite themselves. Right. Um, but then at the same time, you're also there to get work done. Um, so it's very much on the clock, like you're there's just a lot of waiting around for your part to come and then your part comes and then it's gone in a second right and then you're done mm. <laughs> it's like back up your bags get out of here yep. yeah don't yeah, i've heard grab that any before yeah <laughs> don't take anything to nothing to go <laughs> are you just trying to fill your bag and pockets full of uh honeydew or what? oh absolutely no absolutely <laughs> i mean that is an actor's number one job is to first go to the crafty table and just take everything and stuff it in a bag so that at the end of the day, when it's time for you yeah. to go and you've wrapped, like you don't even go by the crafty table. You're already set. You're good to go. You got like your meals planned for a week. <laughs> wow. Okay. We'll have to, we'll have to try that That's next a time. That's a pro tip. <laughs> Mike's going to be an actor soon. So we, uh, yeah, we just, yeah, I'm working on, I'm working on my reel. Yeah. He's trying to, he wants to act with uh, Bruce Willis. All right. So, 
As we know, he's obsessed with them. Yeah. Apparently, that's not hard to do now. <laughs> that is not hard to do now. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> so when you're when you're on a set and you're waiting, mm-hmm. or you're you know you're you're getting you know, all these people are taking care of everything. Do you make connections with people that are like really intense? Because you're in this really intense environment where everything's kind of provided for you, and <clears throat> everyone's like uh, bringing you. You know, I guess you've got the snacks, you've got the makeup person you've got this person do you build these these connections with people and then it's gone or are you able to like sustain a relationship with people that you build every set is different and a lot of it is left up to the individual like keeping up with connections is challenging and it is a full-time job 100%. I find myself having to really focus on that. So I make it a point to follow up with people constantly, even if it's at least once or twice a year. If I can just ping a person and check up on them, see how they are. But not a lot of people will go through that trouble. And so if that doesn't happen, then those relationships do fall apart. And the film set is a very interesting environment where depending on how long you work on the film set, you could be on the set for 20 days. It's like almost a month where you're just working with the same group of 30 to 50 people 24 seven almost. And so because of that, by the end of that time, it really does feel like your family, you feel very close. But then after that, it kind of just drops. So, so what happens is that a lot of, a lot of directors and, and producers, once they, once they kind of established who their circle is, if they've, if they've figured out who they like working with right off the bat, they just repeat because it makes it so much easier because they don't have to build up those bonds again, um, which is what happens when you see people like Leonardo DiCaprio, like, you know, and uh, like working with the same directors and um, like uh, Wes Anderson working with the same, the same cast and crew. Um, and and the reason is because I mean, if you're going to be stuck with someone for 30 days, day in and day out, you might as well like the people you're going to be with, right? Um, and so that, that makes it a little bit difficult because you have to really kind of navigate, navigate that because there are a lot, of, a lot of people who have, who are those repeat people. So there are those clicks that it's like, not like you know we've already worked in like 10 movies together like who are you right um so it is hard to kind of break through but then once you do it is a job to keep that up it is it is challenging to keep it up um but yeah every every set is different because it also depends on like how long you're working there and what kind of set it is like is it fun like also I mean, with something like horrible bosses too, I mean, it's, you know, it's a comedy. Everybody's there to have fun and just kind of, I mean, they're making a comedy, you know? Um, and most, most of the actors are not super like hardcore method acting, like, you know, trying to break down because they're about to have a mental breakdown uh, in their next scene, right? It's like, it's a little bit easier to interrupt and talk to these people, right? But yeah, I think uh, I think it really depends because, like I said earlier, it is fun because you're filming a movie, but then also you're there to work, and everybody has their set way of their creative process of how they're going to go about a scene, um, whether it's cast and crew. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's not always it's not always a very friendly environment to just start joking around or interrupt somebody if they're in the middle of setting up a shot or you know doing something like that you don't really want to interrupt them do you ever get like kind of a like a depression like a post film 
depression where you've like really you've worked with these people for I don't know a month or two months and made some really great bonds friends and then it's just over and you go about your life and is there ever like this emptiness there that's like oh I had all these friends and all this stuff taken care of for me and now I'm now it's all gone and I'm, and you feel that emptiness like does that ever happen for you yeah it's called separation yeah. anxiety <laughs> oh perfect yeah yeah i i am curious uh in, in that world of film do you prefer film over something else or is film kind of on the ladder now like like what is the like when it comes to your creative uh stuff you want to do like what's the do you do you really do you want to go back to making film often or is it more just kind of eh, if it's here it's here the short answer is no. Okay. Uh, long answer is yes, but not Hollywood. So the idea would be to get to the point where I can create something just because it's available and the opportunity is there. I have my friends who I do like to create with. And in that same vein, if the stars align and we do have the opportunity to work together, then I would, then I would make that opportunity happen. But to work in film in the sense of going back into Hollywood and doing even projects that I don't care about, that's not really on my path anymore. Cause it's kind of like, I've been there, done that. And at this point I would like to, do some documentary filmmaking and so i feel like that's something that would be exciting for me to do to be able to direct and produce and helm that um and then outside of that in regards to either producing or or acting in something that's that's um that's fiction i would i would say that would be up to friends and uh, other creatives that I want to work with and then um, like just making it happen as opposed to working on something that I don't really want to be a part of. Gotcha. So if we ever make a movie together, I'll be sure to call you. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to make the story of my campus life. So, oh, is that what's happening? Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's better than my story. <laughs> do, do I get to play Mike? <laughs> Please. I, you probably do a better job. <laughs> uh, so one of the things I, I wanted to chat about is uh, obviously just straight up film. I know you enjoy it as much as I do. Mm. And uh, I want to talk obviously about horror film because that was one of the things we talked about in depth a little bit. Yeah. Um, Mike doesn't like horror movies. So that's okay. Oh, stop. Why do you keep putting words in his mouth, man? I, that's that's what we do. do. That's what we do. That's what, that's what you do. <laughs> I just sit here and take it. <laughs> hey, if you notice, Mike, I haven't called you old in a very long time, dude. <laughs> Did you just technically call him old? I think, so. yeah. You oh. see how he does it. Very <laughs> indirect. Yeah. Um, so Mike appreciates horror movies mm -hmm. <laughs> and I, I know you do as well. And uh, we wanted to talk about um, what is your favorite female protagonist in a horror movie? Wow. That's really specific. Yes. Yeah. He's going to ask you these very specific questions that make you really think about your choices. Yes. <laughs> when you're not prepared to. Well, that's life. You should never be prepared for it. <laughs> I guess that is life. <laughs> you never know what's going to come down there. <laughs> I mean, I want to say something really stupid, like Bambi. <laughs> like, yeah, I, yes. just wanna, <laughs> I just want to, I just want to like give like a really stupid answer. I mean, depending on perspective, I guess you could call that a horror movie. I mean, it kind of <laughs> is. And then the female protagonist is the mom, and she dies. So that's yeah. kind of. I feel like that's that's horror, right? Like dying. Yeah, sure. Horror definitely doesn't have to be as straightforward as killing and murdering, right? Like, I mean, I guess it does, but I mean, like, I mean, like, it doesn't have to be like paranormal or mm -hmm. mass murder or whatever, right? Like, it can just be something like that aspect. Like, I think one of the big, one of the things I always think about is the movie Requiem Before a Dream. Oh, right. Like, when you really think about it, that's, that's a horror film. You know what I mean? It's like, it's a yeah, real it's life horror, horror of, film. 
reality. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. You know, it's the horror of what addiction is. Yeah. And, what is what, and that's even better too, because I asked you that question of mm. what does addiction look like? And, you know, right. it's not just drugs, right? It's life. It could be anything, you know? Right. Indeed. So I, yeah, yeah, I just find the idea of finding the female protagonist in horror, mm. you know, it's funny because when you think about women in film, the strongest they probably are are usually in horror films. You know, usually right. the strong, the strongest person who survives is usually a woman. So I think, you know, we kind of forget about that. Yeah, I mean, um, even dating like far back, like when we go to film noir, um, yeah, the sure. same thing is. If you look at any film noir, film noir film, how many has that four? Four was that a count? Film four? noir film. film noir. Yeah, <laughs> um, I got it. If we go that far, he's not counting. He's not counting at all. He's just like okay. he's gonna get like the number at the end, and then just multiply it by like five, and just be like, "That's yeah. that looks real good. Looks yeah. real right." Yeah, I've got fifteen so far, and at the end, I'll probably just add like you know, like ten or, or something. Ten. Ten. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. If you look at film noir, just the format oh. of it is is mm -hmm. very much. Are you? Did you add that to the? Yes. Uh, <laughs> that's just that podcast mm -hmm. this podcast is just gonna be asking mike how many times he said is that film. a squeaky toy yeah it's my dog sorry <laughs> he's so professional that's that's our show dude you know that <laughs> yeah the format for film noir is is pretty much <laughs> we gotta move past this come on <laughs> hmm. it's pretty much the same for everyone yes. right where we end up seeing <laughs> a woman who is is framed for some kind of murder like it always it's always the, it's always a wife or the woman or the widow like that's that is the format where it's like you think it's the guy who's doing the all the atrocious the atrocities right you're like oh man it's a guy it's a guy it's a guy and then like in the last 15 minutes you're like nope the lady that's that's just how it is and i'm like oh man look at all these ladies they're all being badasses just like out here killing people it's great <laughs> is that is that where you take that inspiration from heck yeah yeah <laughs> okay absolutely yeah um so i i think when we talk about women and like you know women in horror hmm. do you have any fine examples of with female protagonists i forgot my question so no, yeah you asked answer. me about about my favorite female protagonist yes besides bambi. besides bambi. Bambi. besides bambi i don't think he was satisfied with bambi. i was not satisfied with that answer i mean i thought it was a pretty good answer but you know <laughs> no. i didn't see it coming wow I didn't he just flat out said no no <laughs> he's like eh, no, no. <laughs> well the easy answer is laurie strode right no do we not know who Laurie Strode is? <laughs> I don't. That's that's um, Laurie Strode is uh, Michael Myers' sister. Halloween. Do we know yeah. what Halloween is? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's uh, a holiday. <laughs> Mike, uh, baby Gabe, throw some booze in there right now, please. <laughs> I, you know, I just did, I totally blanked that that was her character's name, the character's name in that movie. I could say Jamie Lee Curtis. You want me to say that? Right. Yeah. yeah. Can you just can we use real names? Yeah. <laughs> Please. Well, clearly, clearly, I'm just just I don't have it today. Wow. No, I mean you you have more. I mean clearly. Uh -huh. Yeah. You, do you, I? Do I? <laughs> got it all. I think That's, it's uh names. I, I so so here's my thing. I I've never really looked at um characters or or people as like genders or sex. Awesome. Um, and so I've never, I, I've never actually focused on like, oh yeah, this is like my favorite female protagonist, you know, sure. cause I right. just, I don't think that way. <laughs> sure, sure. You know, like, I, like I'm not like, who's my favorite female director. It's like, no, like who's, who are some of my favorite directors, right? Cause like, I just don't really, my brain yeah. doesn't work that way. Um, yeah. And I think that there's, I, there, I, yeah, there are a number of them. Obviously, yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis, but that's like, I feel that's pretty basic, right? I don't know. That's like one that even Mike would agree to. Yeah, <laughs> even Mike, <laughs> even I would agree to that. I think I did. 
Early. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I did. Yes. Early. Um, yeah. yeah I, I don't know. I just find it fascinating when we talk. I mean, I, I get what you're saying. Like, and I guess maybe I should be better at not clarifying it by gender, I suppose. I but, think it's a great, I think it's a great question. I think I just don't know how to answer it because I don't yeah. think about it that way. Like, gotcha. I, I guess I, so when it does come to horror, it seems mm -hmm. like females are more often than not the main protagonist. <laughs> yes, yeah. Right? Yeah. Uh, it's just kind of, even yeah. when they don't, even when they don't want to be, you know, like, you know, like sleepaway camp. Yeah, why is that? Why does that happen? <laughs> awesome. Good call, by the way. It was. Um, I think that, uh, I mean, I like Rosemary's Baby. All right, Suspiria. Oh, yes. I got to talk about Suspiria because that was really great. I love yes. I love that. I think she's awesome. Who's she? The main character. What's her name? Oh, I don't know what her name was. I don't know who's anybody's name is. The... I don't know who anybody. Who are you guys? I don't know. Who are you? Well, I'm Mike, and that's Uncle Dad. Oh, okay. All right. Nice to meet you guys. <laughs> we never technically said hello, so yeah. <laughs> Hi. Um, Hi. <laughs> uh, Suspiria, yeah. So yeah. that's one of my favorite films of all time. Uh, mm -hmm. Dario Argento is a genius in that movie. Um, it's one of the mm -hmm. most beautiful looking dreamlike horror films right. you could ever imagine yeah um and the music ooh. i mean i then, it's yeah. like the day after i was listening to the soundtrack in the car and i was driving around just like pretending that i was being chased by witches it was great dude that's what mike does on weekends just, um, um, <laughs> mike's like mike's yeah. trying to like take this back he's like all right let's get serious no Mike's always I'm a, a serious one no oh man <laughs> no oh man <laughs> yes yeah Sisteria. well I have clearly by my blank stare that the viewer the listeners uh -huh. can't see I have not seen this film so I'm, I'm trying to follow along but uh oh. sounds like I should watch it right I should oh, watch it for sure yeah yeah, yeah no it's it's worth it's I mean, worth it's kind watching. of violent though yeah. it is kind of violent and I know I, you don't like violence I know all right I, let's just take it easy Okay. Well, that's <laughs> this is the third time you put words in his mouth I, I this time i generally thought he said that he you told me that you don't like overly gore and violence and there was parts where there's obsessive gore it is okay, very so that's different yeah yeah Have, it's gory it can be yes all right scanners yeah Sc yeah great movie yeah. classic okay can yeah. you handle that gore yeah you okay so like Oh, he's going to explain it. Okay, yeah. I can handle it, yes. No, let, me explain. let me explain. No, yeah, right, explain. Right. He's going to start pushing yeah. everybody around now. <laughs> I can handle it. I just, there's a certain level of torture and pain uh, of people going through pain that affects me in such a way where I don't, it doesn't make me feel good. I, I'm, I'm a very sensitive <laughs> being in some ways. Mm. And so... Um, I wasn't always that way, but now I'm that way. And so, so I can handle it. How do you feel about the but, Saw movies? Yeah. I mean, when I when they came out, I thought they were great. And I was like, yeah. I mean, they're and still coming I, out. I just, like, it hasn't oh. stopped. We're, we're at, like, Saw <laughs> 9. Right. Yeah, I just watched right. the, um, the one Chris Rock, the Jigsaw. And, Man, uh, like, I stopped watching after three. I was like, all right, yeah. this is taking it. <laughs> Okay, so I, when I said they came out, that's what I mean. It's like when the first few came out, I think sure. I got up to three. Um, well, damn, I got up to six. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're a trooper, man. You, next year, you're going to tell yeah. me you've seen all the Fast and the Furious movies, too. <laughs> I have not actually. I have oh, not thank actually. God. If you said yes, I would have said this is the last show. Yeah, what about, what about, Land, <laughs> what about Land Before Time? You, you, uh, I think we're I've at number seen, 14 now. I've only seen two of those. We're at number 14. Yo, little foot all day. <laughs> yeah, how, day. how long is he going to stay little? I mean, he's a dinosaur. <laughs> what, is each movie just oh, right. like he the doesn't next exist, day? Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, well, it's interesting because I can watch, you know, a, a, a violent uh, action movie. He, you know, what, I can watch Bruce Willis shoot thing, shoot people. Right, you're desensitized to, to murder. Got it. 
No, he's desensitized to Bruce Willis. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't want to see someone's faint skin get ripped off of their hand because they're caught in a trap. You gotta, you know, man, just... you gotta give a trigger warning to the listeners. You can't just describe that to people like that. Oh, Do sorry. Yeah. <laughs> We've never been good at that, I guess. <laughs> Here, Uncle Dad, man, Whoops. we just kind of go with the flow and let things happen. Yeah, man. you got to give people a trigger warning. That's... All right, trigger trigger warning. So one of the worst scenes I've ever seen in a horror film is where this guy gets his face skinned oh alive. <laughs> Who wants um, to hear about uh, this? Wait, I got, I got one more for Mike. The human centipede. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, when the first one came out, I thought it was cool to watch it, and I watched it, and... Cool is not the word I would use, but... <laughs> yeah, I was like, even I was I like, well, okay. I didn't, it didn't make me feel good. I think that was like towards the end of my horror run. I used to be very into horror. I used to yeah. do horror comics, go to horror conventions. Horror was my life. <laughs> and, uh, and then it shifted, so now mm. i like now you like romantic comedies got it yeah. with, yeah. Bruce with bruce willis <laughs> with bruce yeah, willis those, and those mickey rourke <laughs> i'd watch mickey that. rourke yeah. <laughs> oh, some great actors oh yeah for sure i didn't say they were bad actors well bruce willis is 50 50 now but... all right stop it. <laughs> you think Dude, have you seen what he's been coming in have you been seeing what he's been coming in now Come on. Yeah, but let's not talk about those because clearly he's just mailing those in. Yeah, but that's who he is now. So <laughs> exactly nothing. That's what I got for you is nothing. <laughs> Way to wow. shut me down. <laughs> um, this is see, this yeah, is our no, most no, real no. podcast. Yeah. <laughs> see what he's done to me. He's you see what he's done to me on the no. <laughs> Yeah. I've seen it happen, right? Yeah, I there's he did this to me when we he did this. There's emotional abuse, yeah. Right. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah. Mike, I never tried to emotionally abuse you. I'm sorry. If that's the case, I apologize. Yeah, see, he's apologizing because he knows someone's gonna take a clip out of this and it's gonna come out five (laughs) years later on a headline. Oh man. He's he's covering his he's covering his tracks. Right, duh. (laughs) Because we're the future Joe Rogan, so we got to be careful. Oh, God. Hey, and to be clear, I only say that in the aspect of popularity, not in the aspect of what he does. Mm. No, (laughs) yeah, of course. Uh, Yeah, to to clear it up. Right, no, and I'm only agreeing to it because I'm getting 5% out of your future Spotify deal. (laughs) Oh, now you're going to get six. That's right. Oh, <laughs> the longer you stay on the show with us, uh, it goes up. It goes up. Off, it keeps going. You'll, just, you'll yes. just become Mike Hampton. How about that? Oh yeah, no, I'm cool. Yeah, I can. Just, you, guys are both, you guys are both just very chill people. Uh, Uncle Dad, <laughs> produced by Rodomina. Yeah. Oh, I like that idea. Um, but we do got to wrap it up soon. Uh, before we do, uh, uh, Romina, can you tell our audience where they can find you and all your awesome projects? Yeah, I guess the easiest thing is just my website is redromina.com. And awesome. uh, I'm also Red Romina all over the internet. So on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and all that. But again, that's on awesome. my website. The podcast is on my website. Everything's on my website. My website is like a little mini encyclopedia to who I am. To you. Yeah. Nice. You have some great pictures on there, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, you look like an adventurer in some of them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's the goal. I want people to to believe that I'm out there traveling. Meanwhile, I'm just you know in my room watching the Human Centipede, mm. or listening to Ringo. <laughs> listening to Ringo, the one person, uh, the one person mm. who. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's got a couple of uh, great solo songs, right? Like one or two. The fact he? that you have to point them out. Yeah, you know, I mean. <laughs> It's not easy being Ringo. Volumes. It's not easy being Ringo. That should be the name of the episode. No, <laughs> man. Um, Ravina, thanks for coming on. It was nice. We had such a great time talking to you, and we just wanted to have another chance to talk to you. And um, hopefully, we can have you on again in the future and just have more of a clear line subject, <laughs> and just instead of just kind of BSing. But hey, I, I really think, enjoyed it. I think that we had a pretty good, pretty good uh, conversation. I agree too. I agree. Yeah. I think um, it's like well-rounded because we're well, well-rounded individuals. Right on. Culture. I love that. Thank you. Culture. Culture. <laughs> um, Ramina, do you have an estimate on when your book is coming up? Yeah. 
in like one to three years. <laughs> I'm currently working on the outline. And, okay. um, and then moving from there, there's a lot of research that's involved because I really want to break down um, the, the process of everything and, and really give people actionable steps that they can take. Um, and then include case studies. So I'm gonna interview some people um, and kind of pick their brain a little bit and all of that just takes time, you know? Gotcha, okay. Yeah. Well, when that book comes out, I would love to uh, buy a copy. So let us know. Oh yeah, I'll I'll send you guys a copy to Uncle Dad and Mike. <laughs> and Mike, and then I'll put oh, it from your producer. Oh, if you want to be a producer, I'm not saying no to that. Um, what I did want to ask before I, we we wrap up here is, um, are you going to be at the Podfest in Orlando? I don't know. It's too far in okay. the future for me to to decide. See, we have such busy schedules that we have to decide now. So, right. no, so we that. will be there. We will be there to my understanding, unless that changes. And uh, we will hopefully see you there. Yeah. But no. take care. And, wait, until wait. then, we'll just see you infam infamously on the internet, right? <laughs> <laughs> yes. You got that yes. right. Well, thank you for having awesome. me. Yeah. No yeah. worries. Thanks for coming. Uh, take care. And we will see everybody next week. See you guys. 